Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. Welcome to the Twilight Zone episode review show. I'm your host and only person ever on here, Phoenix West. Until I can find another comic who is willing to watch the Twilight Zone with me. I'm going to talk in my TV show, game show host voice all day, and I hope you don't mind. With that, we go to the episode title. Um, that's old. Um, this episode is 106, just called Escape Clause. I keep waiting to say the in front of these, but a lot of them don't, and that throws me off. It's kind of weird. It's just called Escape Clause. Anyway, uh, this episode is real weird, I guess, is the way to describe it. It's, it's really straightforward, I guess, but it is, it, I don't know, it moves very it's oddly paced, I guess. I don't think anybody's going to agree with me with that, but whatever. Fuck you. Eat a dick. It, this is what I would call a present urban legend that turns into present irony. Um, so I guess ironic urban legend. I, I, this is where I'm going with this. Um, this episode stars David Wayne as Walter Bedeker. The most insane person alive, pretty much. He does everything on a whim... He makes very, very important decisions on no thought whatsoever, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Because it starts off... Oh, let me start this episode so I don't have to finish it this way. Let's put a pause in this Twilight Zone. Go to loiteringinwonderland.com and check out all of our wares. We've got podcasts. We've got books. We've got... List and things, reviews, movie reviews, lots of things to fancy your fancy, I guess. Um, yeah, go there and uh, check buy my books, Phoenix West books. I'm not referring to myself in third person. That's just what they're called. Um, but yeah, there's uh, there's four books on there, and they're digital copies. Only five bucks. Only five dollars. I need Sally Struthers to get that fat bitch in here and. She, only five dollars a day. You can buy one book a day, and that's a lot. She's not Mark Wahlberg. I don't want to do Mark Wahlberg, but but my point is, just go buy them at five bucks, and they're they're good for your computer. They're good for your phone. You can read them wherever you go. And if you want to get the Kindle ones, go to Amazon. There's a whole website that does Kindle books, and turns out they're the people who make the Kindles. Amazon. I feel like Kindle should be plural, like a like a weird Latin word, like Kindai or. Kindleless or some some weird some weird thing. Um where the fuck am I with this? Um well anyway, yeah, go check out the website. Go to YouTube, subscribe, Stitcher, we're on Stitcher. If you have not an iPhone, if you have your weird droid shit. I tried to use or first let me I just got my my new iPhone, the success, which sounds like success because I'm a fucking winner. But I got the Kindle what am I fucking Kindle? What's, I'm backtracking here. I got the success. I, I went in and I bought success. And they gave me a weird fucking uh, tablet. And it's Samsung and it's got Droid. And I do not know how to use it whatsoever. I am literally retarded when it comes to this technology. All I know now, I've had the iPhone for what, four years now, three years? Not very long. I was kind of late to the smartphone game, but I'm so fucking lost when I touch it. I only understand Apple at this point. I, I record all of these on an Apple computer, upload them on the Apple computer, 
download them on an iPad or an iPod and work it with that. And I just that's how I like make sure my shit works because I just have I have iTunes on here and I subscribe to the show so I can make sure it sounds good to what you guys hear. And this fucking droid shit is just beyond me. So if you have droid and you can make it work, kudos to you. God's Godspeed, my gentle warrior, my droid warrior. You're gonna win when the the, the robot uprising happens. You're gonna you're gonna figure it out. You're gonna speak r- robotese, droidies, whatever you want to call it. Um, you're you're ahead of the curves. What I'm trying to say. You're gonna survive this. I am not, unless it's an Apple computer that takes over. Which you know it's kind of looking like it is. If I'm gonna be honest, because Windows Phone not doing too well, and Droid doing pretty well, but not doing as well. You know. So, you know, we're on Stitcher and we're on iTunes. If you got, you know, if you're a normal person, you have a fucking iPhone or something, you know, iTunes. It's got the I in front of it and that stands for I, as in I'm great. Or you, as in you're great. Whatever, I don't give a shit. Drink my, uh, Um, I don't know what's more fun for the Japanese beer, saying Kiranichiban in uh, Japanese or Sapporo. Kiranichiban! Oh, oh, that's f- so much fun because there's so many syllables. Or, Sapporo! Which sounds like you're really fucking angry. Both of them do, but one sounds... Since it's shorter, it just sounds more vicious. Sapporo! It sounds great. I don't know. Something I like to do in my free time because I have no life, you know? Um, where am I going with this? Um, anyway, back to the show, right? We're probably about due for that. <laughs> David Wayne as Walter Bedeker. As a hypochondriac. If... If you're sick of watching your characters be doctors, lawyers, you know, adventurers, like helicopter pilots, and just crazy shit like you're used to in TV and movies, like you're sick of them watching them save the day, how about this for a change? Walter Bedeker is a hypochondriac. He lays in bed all day, and that's what he does. He wears fucking thick-ass pajamas. First of all, he wears so many pajamas. The doctor's checking them out in the beginning. That's how it opens. The doctor is Mr. Drysdale from the Beverly Hillbillies. And... The doctor's like, oh, I don't see your perfect health, and this is right, this is right, your colon's clear, and he basically fucking checked him top to bottom, head to toe. Um, but this fucking guy, he, he's like, oh, I'm not, I think I'm, why did my sides hurt, and why does this hurt? And he's like, it's psychosomatic, and Mr. Bedeker, and he's like, it's in my head? Fuck that, fuck that shit. Didn't say that, but. Um, he's wearing so many pajamas, is my point. He's wearing like a full pajama suit like people did you know people did that back then which what well, you know it's fine more power to him just like the droid users more power to him um but he is also wearing a scarf like he's goddamn Johnny Depp he's got like three scarves on he's probably got boots on we just don't see him but i as a sweaty sweaty individual i then again i live in phoenix i wasn't so sweaty when i lived in like winter states he is if I, I put myself in his position, because I kind of like watch shit like I watch porn where I put myself in the position, like I'm the one with that cock, the eight, the eight inch cock or whatever. I guess it's not that big. I should went bigger. Goddamn. I'm the guy who dreams of having the eight incher, you know? But anyway, this motherfucker is in bed, and I'm like, oh my God, dude, you are, I would be pouring liquid from my body like. It would be like I was running through the death through Death Valley in a parka or like a astronaut suit. It, I would just be drenched. That would be a waterbed at this point. The sheets would be ruined. 
I would never be able to use any of those clothes again because they would come apart at the seams and just the fabric would fall apart. And no matter, even if it's like the real good Egyptian shit, it would just fall apart. They would be useless clothes and the downstairs neighbor would probably get some damage, some roof damage. Like their ceiling would probably have stains in it for a while. I would sweat so fucking much. And this fucking guy, he he's the only actor in the show who is not a sweat monster. Like, everyone else is a sweat monster, and this guy's supposed to be sick and in bed and covered in clothes, and he's dry as shit. He has got some baby powder on his fucking face or something, because he's not sweating at all. I don't understand. Even his wife, who looks ragged and shit, is is drenched. <sighs> I, it just pisses me off. Um, but yeah, this is the second episode out of the six, which is... Third. It's a third. Um, I didn't realize I did the math there. I fooled you. <sighs> I'm dumb. No, um, this is a, a third of the episodes have had house call doctors. And I feel like that is gone, right? In a world of 24-hour, in a world of online convenience, in a world of whatever you want, some reason doctors have just given up going to your house. I mean, is this just like small town doctors? Because the doctor in that, in what was it, episode two, I want to say, he just went to the fucking house. The uh, one for the angels, that episode. He just went to the girl's house and been like, yeah, this bitch is going to die by midnight, you know? But this guy comes here and he, he's a house call doctor. And I feel like that is gone. There's certain things my parents didn't teach me, most things, and I feel like that's one of them. How to contact... I don't have a doctor. I don't have just a doctor. I've lived in Phoenix for seven years now. Yes, from 2008 to now. I've lived here seven years. I don't have a doctor. I've never... I don't go to the doctor. I don't do any of that shit. So is this something that still happens? If you called your doctor... When I did have a doctor, I had no contact with them. I feel like I didn't know their number, and their only number, I, or the one I did have, went to their goddamn office, which would just say, hey, Kay, call back at 9 a.m. It wouldn't go, uh, hello? Like, they wouldn't, be, they wouldn't wake up and fucking answer you. You know why? Because fuck you. That's why. You can wait till Monday. They were, you could even go in the weekend. If you had a, you had a, like, more than 48-hour window where you couldn't get sick because that was just the weekend. You also had, at like, 4 or 5 p.m. on Friday where they were closed until 9 a.m. on Monday. That's more than 48 hours, my friend. You were going to die if anything happened. You had to go to the ER. But now they have, like, all these free clinics and shit or, like, uh, what are those called? Just, there's all these clinics that they have that you can just go into. Um, but I, I couldn't get a doctor to my fucking house. You can get a call girl to your house with no problem. No problem. Someone will come over and suck your fucking dick, but they won't heal you. They won't They won't funnel your dick to see if you have a hernia. They will fucking suck it, though. God damn it, they will suck it clean. And that's how the Twilight Zone works. I'm very bad at segue there. I'm sorry. But like I said, the doctor is Mr. Drysdale from Beverly Hillbillies. And I, I was like, wow, that's that's cool. Because um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I feel like I thought I would be alone here. With my fascination for 60s television. Because my parents are, were from, you know, my dad was born in 54. My mom was born in 60. So they grew up on 60s television. So I grew up, here's a little list here. These are the shows I watched growing up. Along with, like, I grew, did watch a lot of, like, modern TV. But 
since my parents are from the Midwest and when it snowed, you would just sit inside and watch TV all fucking day. So I grew up watching a lot of TV. But these are like the 60s shows I grew up on. I fucking loved them. Twilight Zone, I loved most of them. I will specify which ones I did not like. Twilight Zone loved. Lost in Space. I Dream of Genie. Eh, Bewitch. Eh, Beverly Hillbillies. What the fuck happened with that show? The Beverly Hillbillies seems real unnecessary, and I kind of feel like Duck Dynasty was spawned eventually out of that shit. What was so fucking funny about that show is beyond me. I don't know, but I loved watching it. Thunderbirds, one of my favorite shows. Real creepy. If you're not if you're not prepared for Thunderbirds, if nobody tells you, hey, there's a lot of puppets in this fucking show, you are going to be creeped out. Andy Griffith Show. That's just a good show. Everyone knows that. It was. I watched that with my grandma like right before her, her stories, as they say, would come on. So it was like right when Andy Griffith ended, it would be like, I don't know, Beauty... I don't know the fucking beauty and the fucking guy with six pack abs, whatever the fucking soap opera is called. Um, As the world turns, which is like the stupidest fucking name for a show. It's like basically saying the method is called life and shit. Like, what was the beauty one? I can't fucking remember what that show was called. Terrible, all terrible. Anyway, anyway, not sixties. So back to that. Batman, love this fucking show. Still do. Flintstones, I like that show a lot, but eh, it's just. It's all right. There's really no jokes in it other than see how you feel. I'm a toilet. Like, I'm a bird in a toilet. <laughs> That's all it was. Star Trek, loved it. Still do. Adam's Family, watched it because it was on. Didn't really get a feeling for it. Um, the Munsters, which is a, the same fucking show. What Do you really need two of these shows? It was the same as the Adam's Family, only they were like, more historic in there, like Dracula and one's Frankenstein and one's like they were, they were cliche ones. And I feel like I didn't need both. One of them's good enough. Let's get rid of the monsters. If I had to choose one to watch, it would be the Adams Family. The monsters was fun, but who gives a shit about the monsters anymore? They weren't. They weren't. They didn't prove themselves through time. There were not monsters TV or movies in the nineties with Ralph Julia, and what's her name. Christina Ricci. I nailed it. Nailed that shit. Um, I also watched Leave the Beaver, which is kind of a 50s show, too. A lot of these started in the 50s. Like, Twilight Zone started in the 50s. Um, Leave the Beaver was not a good show. Didn't enjoy it, but watched it, because nothing else on. Um, nowadays, you get to watch what the fuck you want. So the shows like that shit don't make it. They just do not make it. Um, Jetsons. I watched the shit out of some Jetsons. Don't know why. It's kind of like the Flintstones. Exactly like the Flintstones, I would say. Not much going on there. Gilligan's Island. I watched so much Gilligan's Island, but I didn't like it. For me, it was kind of like a full house thing where it was like, this is fun. It's on. I don't, it's not, I don't hate it, but it's empty calories, really. Um, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. I love this show. It's kind of like Twilight Zone, only less ironic, basically. Um, I also watched Get Smart. Fun show. It's a fun show. I don't know. That's all. Rawhide was the last one on there on my list. Clint Eastwood. Oh, my God. I sort of got my first gay crush. I didn't follow through. I didn't keep up with the gay agenda. I fell off. They they left me behind. A little, little betrayed, whatever. Um, but anyway, I liked all these shows, and so it was nice to see an alumni of you know one of those shows. So kind of trailed off for really no payoff and I apologize but I just want to get we're still in the opening episodes I thought I'd you know, share my soul with you 
get to know you. How you doing? How's your mom? Is she still good? She done? Oh, sucks. Um, either way, it's great. But how's everything going with you? How you doing? You're looking pretty good today. I don't want to. I'm a little embarrassed. I don't want to say that, but you know, if, if you still want to go out later, we can. That'd be great. Maybe even come back to my house. I don't know. Just trying to get you, get to know you, my audience. You know, kick off your shoes and get comfortable. Um. So anyway, uh, Walter Bedecker's like, hey, bitch, wife, whatever. Um, how's my health? What did the doctor say? She handed him a prescription, and it was just for her, for vitamins. And he's like, I know he said I got 20 minutes left to live. Blah, 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 blah. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm a bitch. I'm a whore. Uh, blah, blah. I'm just stupid and I complain all day. And she's like, I'm going to leave so you can take a nap. And um, he's sitting there talking to himself because it's Twilight Zone. And then Mr. Caldwalder appears and starts talking to him. And it takes him a good paragraph of dialogue to realize, hey, I was fucking alone in this room, and I'm having a conversation with someone who is not physical. And then Call Waller appears, and then um, they start debating. He's like, hey, what if it happens if you live, like, I don't know, 100 years, 200 years, 500 years, 1,000 years, whatever, you know, whatever. And it, it says in the IMDb thing, one million years. I didn't hear them say one million years. I think he just said, I'm immortal until I want to not be. Because uh, Mr. Caldwater, who is already admits to being the devil, at least he, I'm glad he didn't deny it, because Bedeker's like, you're the goddamn devil because you want my soul. And he, he tiptoes so goddamn lightly around the fact that it's a soul that he wants. He's like, it's a, in, in, uh, such a small part of you. You won't even notice. It's, it is just tiny. You are not going to notice this thing gone. It's just your soul, but you're not going to notice this thing. And Bedecker's like, whoa, back up there. And you say soul? Because we might have an issue or two here. Um, maybe you should... Are you the devil? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm the devil. And Bedecker's like, huh. Let's talk about this. And obviously, you could tell he's crazy at that point. The devil basically tricks crazy people in the sign of contracts. Which is technically illegal, really, if you get down to it. And I, I don't want to say, obviously, he's the devil. He doesn't give a shit about the law. But then he proceeds to pull out the contract, which is written by lawyers. Because there's escape clauses. There's articles. It's written in lawyerese. There's, it's the most litigious fucking piece of form, like form I've ever fucking heard of in my life. And it's like and Mr. Bedeker's making all these stipulations. Like, I don't want to fall apart. I want him to look the same. And Mr. Uh, Coldwater, the devil, is like, hey, well, that's fine, but you drive a hard bargain, but we'll we'll deal with this. And he's like, hey, by the way, Article 93, escape clause. If it, whenever you want to die, you just say, hey, I want to die, and then I'll, I'll, you know, I'll extinguish your, uh, again, tiptoeing, uh, take, you know, life. You know, I'll kill you. I'll strangle your ass or whatever. And they, they, so much tiptoeing. And really, he's the goddamn devil. Why do you have to tiptoe? He's already signed the paper. You you can just, you know, do it. I guess he didn't sign it at that point. I don't remember. doesn't fucking matter. He's still tiptoeing. And then he goes, he's like, yeah, because he didn't sign it. Because he's just like, oh, I'm going to sign this paper. Where's your pen? And then, uh, whoop, slide whistle. And he pulls out a pen. Literally, is a slide whistle. I'm not fucking making that up. And then uh, Bedeker, the main character, signs it. And then the devil's like, whoop. And pulls a fucking stamp that's on fire out, and he like stamps it, and then it smokes, and 
sticks to it. And then there's, the stamp is three arrows pointing up. That's the devil sign. Devil, devil? What? That's a devil sign. I don't know what devil means. I'm kind of curious now. I don't know what that means. But there's th- three arrows pointing up. Y- you think, you know where I'm going with this. Why, why up? I don't, whatever. Okay. So then Mr. Uh, Bedeker gets his wish. He's immortal. He can't be hurt. He can't be killed. But since it's TV and it's compacted, he has to immediately start trying to hurt himself and kill himself. Puts his hands on a radiator. Nothing. Jumps in front of a train. Nothing. And he's like, he goes home and his clothes are all ragged. And he's like, this lawyer's at his off at his house. It's like Groundhog Day, basically. He was like trying to kill himself over and over. Nothing's nothing's sticking, you know. Nothing's really working. So uh, he, he they they come back to his house and he's like. The lawyer's like, well, it's a thousand dollars, and he's like, that's it, thousand dollars. He's like, there's no scratch on you. That's not that bad. And he's like, all right, I'll sign. And he signs it, and he kicks him out. And then he's he passes another lawyer in the doorway, and he's like, hey, what's up, Ted? What's up, Joe? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, get in here, get out of there, go, come on. And then he switches lawyers, and then one guy's like, here's fifteen hundred dollars for a bus accident. I'm like, this guy's just. I know what he's doing. I get it, but like, that's it. $2,500 for these two things. And I know I know he didn't get hurt, but, like, come on, big score. Think big. Think think real big. I feel like nowadays, with how litigious everything is, he could have gotten $8.5 million out of these two things. Basically, he, he threw himself in front of a train and then sued the company because the train hit him. In what fucking world would you be, were the grounds for a lawsuit? Be different if he bumped into a like a guy who works for the railroad, <laughs> not the railroad, but like the the subway station. If he bumped into him and then fell in front of the train, he'd be like, "Oh, he threw me!" Like that's way different. That's a that might be some grounds for lawsuit. But me going, "Hey, I tried to kill myself with your train. It didn't kill me. I demand a refund or one thousand dollars." That's fucking bullshit. That's that is so unwarranted. But apparently, it worked. You just signed some signed up. Paper once and you get a thousand dollars. That's cool. Nobody cares. He's just like, yeah, you lived, so yeah, here you go. Nobody cares. <sighs> what a, this? Yeah. All right. Um. He gets so bored with killing himself and failing and not feeling the pain. He's just like, yeah, it's lackluster. He's talking to his wife and he tells her what happened. He's like, I sold my soul to the devil. She's, she's kind of like, oh, why'd you do that? Doesn't really care. She's probably sick of this fuck. She's sick of him so much. He goes upstairs and he's like, "I'm gonna go throw myself off the roof." And she, they go up on the roof. And he's kind of like, oh, "I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it." And he's just doesn't really seem to care about much. And then his wife kind of gets in his way and he's like, "Come on, just move." Like, ah, ah. he doesn't he doesn't move his arms. He just kind of like holds them up and goes, "I just get." He does the uh, the NBA move where they. Run into another player and then they throw their arms up and they're like, "Oh, that wasn't me. I was not. My arms are up. I was defending the ball. My arms are all the way up in the air, as far as up as I can go." He's almost doing that, or like kind of like a guy cops holding the gun. There, you hold, put your hands up. Yeah, copper, like that thing where you put your hands halfway up. He's kind of doing that thing. And his wife's like, "Come on, don't do it. Don't do it, Walter. Don't." And he's like, "Come on, yeah, I'm gonna." I'm gonna do it. So you know, just get out of the way. Get out of the way. And he's kind of, 
And she backs up and falls off the roof. And he basically, like, nonchalanted her to death. He didn't care. He didn't care about her anymore. He just kind of just wanted to jump. And she was just in the way at that point. And he's, he didn't push her at all. He didn't. It wasn't malice. He, he had no anger. He didn't even touch her, really. As far as I could tell. From the angle I saw, if we go back to the replay, the rest may show a different angle where he did, he did touch her. He breathed on her wrong. I don't know. But from the angle they showed us, no contact, no foul. But he goes downstairs and he's like, hey, can you call the cops? Hey, operator, uh, 911, police, you know. Oh, can you hurry? It is an emergency. Who's, this is why I'm, I'm really glad this is one thing that's better. When you call 911 now, it's an emergency. But he called the operator and was like, hey, can you hurry that shit up? So it's up to the operator, which immediately puts a person between you and 911. And 911 is already a person between you and the corresponding person who's going to show up to your house. So that's two people in your way now. Assuming she doesn't have to patch that shit through another operator, which she probably does back then. You know, here, if you want to call here, I got I to gotta get to this operator and be like, hey, can you patch it through to your person? I don't know. But the point is, holy shit, what an inefficient system. I'm so glad it's better now because people live. And this bitch is like, eh, maybe she's like hungover and her husband left her that morning and they had an argument. Let's not take it that, that extreme. They had an argument. Their, their stepdaughter is not listening to him, to her. And then uh, she's like, all right, uh, yeah, I'll get around. To, I'll get around to making an emergency call for you, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you throw your wife off a building, you say? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. And she goes off in the other room and gets a fucking... Some coffee because she's real hungover, and then she gets back and she's like, "I guess I'll pull that call through." But meanwhile, and who knows what I'm trying to say? Who knows how fast you'll get that person, that that ambulance there, the cops there, whatever. The cops answer, and he's like, "Yeah, Walter Bedecker, here's my apartment number. Yeah, I I killed my wife. Not a big deal. You know, get here when you can. Don't risk your lives driving over here. I will remain here. Do not worry." Cops get there. Oh, you don't see that part, I guess. It goes to commercial. Shows him in a, let's see, prison cell. That's how that works. And um, his lawyer's like, let's talk about this. And Mr. Uh, Bedecker's like, eh, why? I'm good. He's like, you know, Mr. Bedecker, in all my years, I've never seen somebody so calm, so unwilling to listen to a deal. You won't even listen to, I can't even question you about the case. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter that tomorrow they're going to, let's just say they find me guilty and they're going to waste all this electricity trying to kill me. And his lawyer's like, this is ridiculous. And it's like his lawyer has never, ever, his lawyer's like 65 in this, has never, ever encountered a case through his experience or a story through another lawyer of a ha- handling an insane person case, like an insanity kill. It's like he's never had that. He's like, everyone's completely sane, so what's wrong with you? What's going on with you, Bedeker? This this is the worst lawyer in history. Terrible at his job. Real terrible. Anyway, he gets a life sentence instead of being killed, you know, electric chair. He gets a a life sentence. And then 20, I want to say 20 seconds into his sentence, his life sentence, uh, Mr. Cad- Cadwalder shows up and is like, you want an escape clause of that shit? And he's like, yeah. And Mr. Cadwalder's like, funny, you look just like a guy having a heart attack. Isn't that weird? 
just like a guy having a heart attack. <laughs> then he falls over dead. Bedeker does. And then the guy who stole the show for me was the last person to speak before Rod Serling does. Because this prison guard goes, oh, okay, Bedeker falls over and thuds on the ground slightly. Slightly thud. You want to hear if someone fell on a concrete floor 80 yards away. But this prison guard goes, Bedeker! Bedeker! Are you all right? And runs in there. And first of all, he is in a jail. He, this isn't his official cell. He He's known this guy for about 20 minutes. He knows his name by heart already. He knows... He has grown such an attachment to him or his job, I can't tell which, that he is so deeply invested. It's like when you watch Grey's Anatomy or some shit and they're so attached to a patient for some reason, but they have an emotional attachment there. This guy has worked with them for 20 minutes, like I said. Why the fuck is this guy so invested in this guy? And he's like, he almost does the uh, camera zoom up from the floor, you know, and he's like, no! Like, almost go loses his shit. Like, this is gonna, he's gonna bring this home. His kids are getting beat because this fucking guy killed over dead. But the guy stole the show for me because he was so invested. This, this actor ran with it. And I, kudos to his, his commitment was admirable. I, I really appreciated it. It was fun, but unnecessary. It didn't, didn't seem logical to me. And that's how the story ends. And that's when it's ironic because, what? He's supposed to get killed. And instead, he got the life sentence. That's kind of what's urban legend, too. It, it's just, it's like, I like the episode. It's fun. But it's it moves at a weird pace where he's like, this is what I was trying to say earlier. It goes from like, I'll put my hand on the radiator to, I want to die. I want to kill myself in a thousand ways. Like, whoa, that was a jump. But it's because it's, you know, it's only a 25 minute TV show after commercials. So they just got to push through a lot in that time. So it just move. It doesn't move at a weird pace. Like Groundhog Day worked. That's almost a flawless movie. He progresses there, and you get to see it. But that's an hour and a half, or whatever hour forty, or whatever the fuck that movie is. But this is twenty five minutes, so they got to be like, all right. Obviously, he's gonna go immediately for suicide because he's bored with it immediately. He can't even go a week in this Im- immortality. Take it easy, dude. Just take slow down. What do you got going on? Come, just really slow down. And first, and another thing, the last thought here, Thomas Gomez plays the uh, devil. The only ethnic actor in any of these episodes so far, and they cast him as the devil. Kudos 1959. Really kudos. Really sensitive. Um, I guess that's it. I guess that's the whole episode. Saying all, and uh, fuck it, that's it. Right? I think we're done. Hey, guys, if you have any questions about the Twilight Zone, Email them to lordingwonderland at gmail.com. I'll answer them on the show, and I'll give you a shout-out if you want. I don't give a shit. I don't have a dignity. If you want to be a sponsor also, fucking email. Email me. Give me a price. I don't know. I'll, I'll suck your dick. I don't care. I have no dignity. Zero. It's up for sale. That's all I'm saying. These holes for sale. I got two of them. They're pretty good. So uh, check it out. LloydOwnerland.com also. Do all those things I said earlier. I don't want to go back. don't want to tread that old trail, I guess. I don't know. I'm losing my train of thought. So, 
Until next time, I am Phoenix West, and thank you, and watch Twilight Zone on Netflix for free. Tell a friend, subscribe on YouTube, Twilight, what? iTunes, Stitcher. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry about all the rambling. I'm sorry.